Hello, good evening. Welcome to our first episode of Shout to Help Out. You join me here tonight, live from my kitchen table in deepest, darkest Twickenham. Uh, my co-host and organiser extraordinaire, Stephanie Tyler. Where are you talking live from this evening? Uh, Ely. Not Ealing. Ely. It's a small city, big cathedral. Ah, very good. Wherever you are. And we know there's millions of you out there listening. We hope you're all safe and well listening to our show via this amazing, brand new, never heard of before. We're quite sure we've just invented it. We're calling it a podcast. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T. I think, I mean, I think it'll really catch on, but we'll see. Now, do you remember your final year at university? Can you remember that far back? Do you remember when we had to finish the final year of our degree at home? I spent it back at my parents' house, working from what used to be my boxy little bedroom, which is now my mum's sewing room. Online tutorials with my tutor, surrounded by patchwork quilts and sewing needles. Wasn't at all embarrassing. All at that time, we did a group tutorial on Zoom, and I was in my vest, thinking my camera was off. We didn't have our end of year ball that we'd spent three years looking forward to. No parties, no getting drunk, no snogging all the wrong or right people. No graduation ceremony. Do you remember that? No, I don't either, because we didn't graduate into a global fucking pandemic. However, there are thousands of graduates that have done just that this year. And many who contacted me were, you know, really struggling. Now, graduating into the creative industries, uh, whether you are a textile, fashion, product or graphic designer, other designers are available, uh, has never been easy. But this year, more than any other, is particularly hard. And graduates are understandably unsure of where the fuck to start and what the fuck to do. So, to try and help feel as useful as possible and to help in any way, uh, I started a hashtag campaign called Shout Out to Help Out. The aim? Simple. Help share and get as many graduates work, seen by as many people in as many networks as possible, shared all across our social media channels. But I dislike hashtags almost as much as I loathe campaigns that rely on them. Uh, we wanted to do more, so we landed upon this unheard of, brilliant idea, the podcast. So each episode is going to feature a guest graduate or graduate team so that you, like our loyal listeners, can get to know the personality or personalities behind the work. During the show, we'll have a nice chat with them and hand over the airwaves to our guests for them to present their power of three. Three projects, ideas, hobbies, passions with one rule. They get one minute per item, three minutes in total. No more, no less, no exceptions. Stephanie's the referee and she is it is the ultimate elevator pitch or for our english uk listeners lift pitch sans any actual lift or indeed elevator well we'll also alternate the shows and invite guests from industries to share with us their pebbles of wisdom advice and stories from the industry you can catch our podcast online at shoutouttohelpout.org if you would like to be a guest, you can email us, team at shoutouttohelpout.org. You can help also by sharing any of our posts with the hashtag shoutouttohelpout. And so, without further ado, Stephanie, who is joining us tonight for a shout to help out? Well, good evening, Steve, and hello, all you lovely listeners. So tonight, we have a creative team consisting of two very talented ladies, 
First up, we have the Lewis Capaldi of advertising, but really she's just your standard iron brew drinking, tartan loving, borderline ginger Glasgow girl from Dorset, but actually maybe in France. Uh, she's a graduate from Dundee University in fine art and more recently graduating from Edinburgh Napier University with a master's in creative, creative advertising. She is a winner of a DNAD yellow pencil, a gold Creative Conscience Award and a Nods Award. Outside of work, she used to love traveling the world with an ugly doll named Max. Her website is sarcasmandsnacks.com. So please welcome to the stage, um, podcast thingy, my Bob, uh, Charlotte Orford. And next, only because it's alphabetically correct and multi-award winning creative looking to find her way into Adland, a Welsh creative now living in London. She graduated from the University of Gloucestershire in 2019 with a first class BA honours in advertising. She's been acknowledged as a badass hashtag 505 by badass.gal and DNAD one to watch. She won the final New Blood Academy pitch in collaboration with three other lovely creatives. Won top pick for her degree show with the University of Gloucestershire in DNAD New Blood Festival 2019. She says she's not naturally adventurous, but tries to push herself on to experience as much as possible. Her website is lucydonna.com. The one, the only Lucy Donna. Hey! There you go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to you both. You good? Yeah. Both good, yeah, great, brilliant, wonderful. Scared, nervous, excited. Embarrassed to hear a long list of things about me and just have to sort of sit at a screen and stare into space. But oh, to be here. It's good. Wonderful. It's really good to have you both. Um, we are going to start with some questions. Uh, now, given you've both attended university at opposite ends of the country, how did you end up meeting and realising you wanted to work together as a team? Over to you, Charlotte. And you're both on mute. Oh, so we are. Um, that's a question and a half. Um, yeah, basically myself and Lucy applied to Jolt Academy, um, which is unfortunately no longer a thing. We were the we were the last group of attendees on it, and it's a two week strategy intensive um, project not projects, um, kind of like a two-week assessment, essentially. It was a two-week competition in which we tried to um, compete against each other, weirdly enough, and go back um, to when... So, so was there just two of you? No, there was 11 of us in total. We were in a room in Peckham Levels, is that what it's called? Peckham Car Park, I think it's called Levels. Is that right, Lucy? We were in a hot, stuffy room in Peckham Levels and myself and Charlotte actually met. Um, I loudly said in the girls' toilets, why does no one ever use that cubicle? And Charlotte turned around and said, I've been wondering that. And we've been in contact ever since. Oh, classy convos in the toilet. Oh, you brought, brought together by a toilet. Yeah, I was trying to keep it really magical there. I was going for the Disney version of it. But I like how you kept it real. I like how you kept it real. So that was essentially why you wanted to work together. You had the same toilet values and questions. That was genuinely what we bonded over. We bonded over a toilet. We spoke about it at length and then became friends while we were competing against each other in this competition what a first answer to a first question amazing i i can i've got i've got another question i've got a follow-up i've got what was wrong with the toilet 
what was wrong with the toilet? It was just never, it was, the door was always closed and there were no signs. Uh, so it looked like someone was always using that toilet. It was, it was odd. I realised I've just said, no, why was no one using the toilet? It was always closed. We couldn't tell. There, was, there wasn't, there wasn't a guy in there stood in his bag, like just waiting for anyone. Just, it was just empty. It was just fascinating. And it clearly captured the minds of two very strange people. <laughs> Perfect. So kind of as you've tag teamed it in conversations about toilet, do you take it in turns or is it, you know, with creative stuff, is it more one copy and one creative lead? Is there, is there clear roles between you? As we said, we started in strategy, really. I mean, I did a creative course and so did Charlotte, actually. Um, and then we both dabbled in strategy for a while. So now I'd say we were hybrid. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I would say... Um, I think we are very different hybrids. We're complete opposite hybrids. But um, I think that's what works with us. We were talking about this today, just how um, polar opposite we are, but how it kind of comes together um, and works well. Well, we think it works well, hopefully. No, it's good. Hybrid's a good, a good description. Steve, I can see you nodding at me. Steve, you've got a question. Make it quick. You know how you like to waffle on. Now, listeners, my friend Marcus Punter Bradshaw and I once managed to sneak one into an animation for an Italian luxury lifestyle brand. And my dear, dear friend, Laura Jordan Bambach, once drew a rather large one with a Sharpie on my neck just before going on stage to give a keynote speech. I am, of course, talking about a cock doodle, a cock drawing, call it what you will. Now, I know what you're thinking, listeners. Steve, <laughs> everyone knows how to draw a cock, you bellend. But how do you draw a Volvo? That's Volvo, not Volvo. Other car manufacturers and human sexual organs are available. So how do you draw a Volvo? Worry not, listeners. Uh, our two lovely guests, Charlotte and Lucy, first came to my attention uh, because of your Am I Normal project. And I, I would just like to point out that I am actually on brand. I actually typed that out. Uh, am, uh, parentheses, I, close parentheses, normal. Um, but this project won you both a DNA D pencil, I think. It's been on Team Vogue, Ads of the World, Design Week. Um, so for the girls and boys at home listening, tell us how do you draw a vulva and how's the destigmatizing of female pleasuring going? It's a shame this is a podcast because I'd love to have a visual presentation. Describe it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so what we... Uh... I'm going to say this in a very complicated way, but basically if you get a piece, a piece of paper and you get yourself a pen or a pencil or crayon, pen, um, whatever your heart desires, and you draw a bracket, you draw a lowercase i, and then you draw another bracket, you have yourselves a very, very simplistic version of a vulva. Yeah. Um, oh, Steve, round of applause. Looks amazing. For the, for the viewers at home, I just sat with my legs spread. Stephen, first podcast, really. Um, and yeah, that was that was our whole concept. We kind of, we liked the, um, you know, everyone is different, so you could use different brackets. We liked that when your handwriting is different to everyone, so whenever you wrote it, it would look different to someone else's. We just like the personalizable aspect of it. And we also just liked how simple it was. Just like your very standard circle and sausage that you get on, well, everything. True. <laughs> everything. Okay, good answer. Thank you very much. I'm going to take over now again, Steve. Come on. Well, no, they haven't finished answering yet. 
No, no, because they didn't answer the second part of the question, which is how is it? How is your how is the destigmatizing of female pleasure going? We need to know how's that going. How is it going? Um, yeah, I think it's a big it's a big ask um, because no one likes talking about it. It's very awkward, and especially as Brits, everyone avoids it. Um, but we're we've been getting in contact with the case for her and chatting with them more about it and we're hoping to make it a real thing hopefully to help destigmatize no it's good it's good well also charlotte charlotte you're currently residing in france which is of course the country best known for you know love so if anywhere if there was ever going to be a country that might adopt your um your plight to help you know young women not feel so stigmatized maybe there's you know room for this to launch in France somewhere. Yeah, that's, you know, that's the whole reason I'm here. It's got nothing to do with the sun, the beaches and the cheap rent for a lot of flats. I knew it. It's, yeah, it's very much here for research and work only. Yeah, I can see it in your face. That's definitely the reason. So you've won more awards in your first year than Steve has in 20 years. <laughs> Kudos. Uh, so how's winning those awards and has the hype lived up to help you? And if so, how has it helped you? Oh, um, good questions, Lucy. <laughs> I mean, do you think winning awards has been has been great? It's great. You've got some. Well, of course, it's been great. <laughs> it's it's been it's been great, and it's lovely to know that it pays off because it is usually a caffeine infused session of yeah. all nighters, um, especially when Charlotte and I have never been in the same area at the same time. So it's always over the phone. But yeah, I think we've only been an official team for about a month. Um, we did the project together just sort of as friends just to see if we could give it a go and I think since winning the DNAD pencil it's just really allowed us to sort of pick up and be a team I mean Charlotte's no longer a strategist so it's it's done things it's definitely it's it's been very surreal and I think obviously the ongoing is right now um usually you would have won an award and immediately followed it by getting drunk in the nearest pub well now I think instead we've had phone calls. We've been like, are "We sure this is real? Like, is this is this us?" <laughs> I think um, I don't think any of them have, have sunk in. Um, I think because um, myself and Lucy, we both got um, mentioned in badass um, gal. We we got the pencil, and then we got the gold creative conscious award. And I think for like a solid week after each of them, we've just called each other and been like. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna tell us they made a mistake or we didn't we didn't get those um and then we have a conversation whether did we actually do something good or we just massive frauds essentially it's interesting to tell your nan what you've won it for as well i mean i had to tell my nan that i'd won many awards for drawing vaginas and vulvas and um she didn't she didn't really understand that but it was great <laughs> That's, that's, um, yeah, I often refer to things as like, you know, you do the mum test. Did you do the, did you do the mum test when you were coming up with the idea for that project just to see if she understood what it, what it was? Yeah, we did the whole thing about, what was it, three days, two and a half days we did that in? Yeah, well, the con the concept took us a while and then we, we made it, we did a focus group with about 50 people, um, two focus groups actually, um, which added up to 50 people and sort of just asked people to draw a, Dick and uh, we asked them to draw a penis, and then we asked them to draw a vulva, um, just to see the reactions. And that was sort of that was our test. Did 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 any did any of the men get it right? And did some of them just draw a car? 
Um, my favorite was one of my best guy friends called me after. So there was like, how many, the first focus group was insane. I think there was like 25 people on it. It was very intimidating. Um, and my friend called me straight after it and just went, Charlotte, what the fuck is a vulva? <laughs> and I was like, oh, we're on the right mark. We've got this. <laughs> Is it, so so it validated everything you were doing bingo yeah definitely definitely we're like but, but, but did you do you do you feel that um you know winning those accolades and and getting that kind of coverage has has that helped without comparing yourself to other people you've graduated near do you feel that that has helped you in terms of starting discussions with other agencies or putting you on their radar uh, yeah, for sure. Um, but I think so many graduates at the moment are applying to all of these different awards because I I don't know. I think you sort of know when you're applying to it, it would be nice if I won this so that I could get a boost. Um, but it's definitely not a sort of, we say like, oh, we made it in three days, but there's all the build up to that. We've been applying to these awards things throughout uni separately. Um, but yeah, it's definitely worthwhile. It's definitely worth applying to them all. I think also like on that for everyone that you apply for everyone that you win or you get um, acknowledged by there's so many others that we apply for there's there's so much work goes into winning one award like that sounds so arrogant but for everything that we've won we've lost so many others it's unreal so I think um, it's very highs and lows one minute we think we're amazing and then you suddenly don't get good feedback or um, you don't get shortlisted or acknowledged and you suddenly think that you're the worst person on the planet and all your ideas are terrible. Like it's very, um, it sounds incredible. like my every morning. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think you just keep applying to them and hope for the best. It's like anything, you know, if you, if you were writing songs, you're not going to write a hit every time. Some of them are just shit. <laughs> it's okay. I, I, I'd actually disagree. Every song I write is shit because I'm not a singer. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, moving moving along, uh, I was just wondering, um, I mean, this is quite a straightforward question. Can I have one of your DNA D pencils? Joking, joking. We um, don't even have them. <laughs> we don't have one yet because of Corona. Yeah, um, the factory, there was a problem with the factory with um, Corona or something, so they've not actually been made. So no one that won a pencil this year has actually received a pencil this year. Soon, my precious, soon. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's a classic. It's now becoming a bit of a joke uh, across the board in terms of, you know, it, it, COVID uh, the shit has given everybody the autonomy to go. Oh, sorry, can't do it because of COVID. I mean, I got I got a recall on my car uh, from the manufacturer saying, "Yeah, basically, there's this thing and it might catch fire, but you know, <laughs> just call your dealership to get it fixed." So I called the dealership and they were like, "Yeah, we've got the part and probably won't get it till January, but it's your risk. If you want to drive the car, you can drive the car." So, right, because of COVID. Anyway, um, so. Uh, seriously, um, for any budding undergrads who might be more creative or strategy or more of a copywriter, you know, worrying about working on their own or wanting to work with someone, um, I know you guys kind of fell into each other's arms in the toilet, but how do you, how would you recommend they go about finding a partner to work with? What's your advice? How should they go about it? What, if any, and I'm sure there's none, pitfalls should they be aware of or would you recommend they be aware of i mean i'm thinking like bad breath or developing uh misophonia which is a neurological disorder where you hate people that eat near you which i 
fucking hate. Uh, is, have you got any advice to budding creatives out there that are, you know, looking for a partner? Um, I think Young Creative Council do a lot of really good events um, and they have single creatives. Uh, Badass Gal is done through them. They have so many different things on offer. They have book crits are a great place to meet other creatives because you just sort of gradually start noticing the same people again and again. There's not that many people seem to be going into advertising. So you eventually just start to recognize people the more things you attend. I think it's similar to the awards. You just got to do it all and hope that one of them's successful. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a small community, which is um, great. I'd also say if, when you're looking for a creative partner, um, don't look for someone that thinks like you. It's so easy to do, like oh my gosh, I had the same idea or, oh my gosh, that's great. That's how I work. Or, oh my gosh, I do the same thing. Um, but I think it's the people that think differently to you the people that you're like, I would never have thought of that in a million years, or I have absolutely no idea what the hell you're talking about right now. Um, those are the sort of people that are going to challenge you and teach you a lot more. Like the amount of Lucy's brain is just a hub for any video that the planet has ever seen. Um, she has more more videos running around that brain of hers than YouTube. Um, and she'll say stuff sometimes and um, she'll be like, oh, like this. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And she shows you and you're like, yeah, that's perfect. And I would never have found that. I would, I would never have had a clue about that at all. Basically, Charlotte's very organized and knows what she's doing. And my head is full of trash. And that's why we are so well matched. Um, <laughs> but I think as well, like, we've both given strategy and creatives creative a go. Um, and I think people worry too much. I know I worry too much in uni about choosing one and I think it's fine to just give it all a go. And if you care about the industry and just want to get in it, then you'll find something somewhere. Well, and I guess talking about lockdown and not being able to actually go to all these events and do things, What's been your strategy for finding work and, you know, attending events during this shit show that we're actually calling 2020? LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn, baby. That's your that's your home. That's uh, <laughs> the time you spend on LinkedIn. That's when we decided we were adults. What was it yesterday, the day before? Because LinkedIn is a used social platform. We're like, this is how we know we're an adult now. This is adulting. <laughs> It's when you check your screen time, it's like, oh, I've spent too much time on LinkedIn today. And then you know, really, that's when you know you've graduated into being the most boring person in the world. But no, it's <laughs> big fan of LinkedIn. What are you looking at, at LinkedIn, on LinkedIn? Are you searching particular people out, events out, mentors or just jobs? Or, you know, what's your, what's your plan of action when you go onto LinkedIn? So I think it starts with... Um, events so even though you know everything that's going on right now there are events that everywhere webinars everywhere um do you know what your emails should just be a mess of spammy looking messages coming through from loads of different companies i can't even tell you what comes through to mind things you know like work which is fantastic they run uh, webinars um there's ad weekly do ones and they're just you should go to them and you should see the speakers and what everyone's saying and anyone that's on it that you really like definitely drop them a message on LinkedIn and just say look I really enjoyed your talk I really liked what you were saying about this I always especially when I'm 
looking um, for strategic roles or back in the strategy days, that whole month ago, um, was definitely, I'd say something like, you know, there's all these stats around, what is it, 400 and something percent increase in people eating vegetarian meals. And if something linked to that, I'd be like, oh, I saw this really interesting stat about this. And I think this plays into what you were saying really well. You just need to absorb as much as possible and then message people on LinkedIn and be like, this is this is how this relates to you and this is the knowledge that I kind of bring and let's talk about it. It's not necessarily yeah. for the job, but just to talk. And- nice. Building connections. And I guess that's why you're here today. <laughs> so we're going to go into what's called quick fire questions. Just answer at your will, at your peril. Charlotte, Lucy, are you ready? Dim the lights, everybody. Not really. Well, actually, everyone at home, can you dim your lights? Okay. Okay, here we go. What did you want to be, Lucy, when you were 10 years old? I think I wanted to be Jacqueline Wilson. Brilliant. Charlotte, what did you want to be? I wanted to be an architect because I could build good Lego houses. What would your epitaph be? The words on your gravestone. Don't dance here. I'm not sure. (laughs) Those are great words. That was too much. (laughs) I think the thing that sums me up best is something that my friend said to me last year. He went, Charlotte, you're a mess, but you're a fucking smart mess. I think that would probably be it. No, it's good. It's good. Um, So, Charlotte, worst boss you've ever had. Tell me about him, her. Worst boss? Um... You don't need to name names, but you know. The worst boss I've ever had was my big cousin when she was 14 years old. We just just um, decided to make a purse company and <laughs> very bossy, very bossy. Zero um, finance skills whatsoever, and I was the main maker. So you know there was a there was a lot of uh, lot of things. Mm, it wasn't great. She paid me 10 pence. Terrible. Boring. Slave labour. Lucy, um, I had a boss that told me she would never have hired me if she'd known. That was quite rude. Um, I worked in retail. She'd <laughs> known what? She'd known what? Uh, that I exist. I'm not sure. Uh, she didn't hire me. Oh, if I'd known you breathe. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I did used to just sniff all the candles on the shelves because they were they were Yankee candles. So if it was a quiet day, I don't think I was that bad as a member of staff. I thought I was quite decent to the customers. Uh, it was... It was around Christmas time as well, so I think that adds to the to the praise. I left. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, we have a candle sniffer. <laughs> okay, next question uh, to both of you. You're booking a flight on an aeroplane. Uh, for the benefit of our younger listeners listening, uh, who might be listening to this in two years' time, an aeroplane is a large metal engine-powered flying bird in the sky. We used to sit on it and fly different parts of the place we used to call Earth. Back to the question, you're, you're booking a flight. Aisle or window? Please explain your reasons. Window. Window. We, oh no, sorry, I didn't actually mean to say window. I said, I don't know why I said that. Aisle. <laughs> uh, I have a weak bladder. Oh, okay. Are you joking? Windows where it's up. Okay. That'll, that'll do it. Um, why are you window? I mean, I know it goes without saying, really, but... A hundred percent goes without saying it. Like you just um, you can see. <laughs> if you're if you're in the aisle, everyone scoots past you. You're constantly moving. No one wants that. Uh, Lucy, get past. I need to get past. I need a wee now. 
I'm just very considerate, really. <laughs> no, it's good. So you don't need to get up. Great. Um, to speedy board or not to speedy board? That is literally the question. Always speedy board. Extra baggage. Charlotte, concur? I don't know what speedy board does, if I'm honest. Are you paying extra tenner to kind of go, bye everyone that's sitting down and not being called yet, I'm going through. <laughs> Do you know what? I have no idea, but to be honest, it's an easy I, I love an airport. I love flying. I love just chilling. So I'm going to say non-speedy board. Like, I'm, I'm happy just cruising. Like, I'm, I'm happy. I actually have a hot take on speedy board, and that is that it is less speedy than just boarding because the speedy board, everyone pays speedy board because you get an extra cabin bag. So everyone pays for speedy board. But then you speedy board is then the entire plane. So you are no longer speedy boarding. You're just paying £10 for an extra cabin bag. And I've been meaning to get that out for a while. <laughs> okay, it's not going to be out there for everyone to hear your gripe. <laughs> I mean, I, I imagine EasyJet share price has just fallen um, even further than it has. Consider yourself exfoliated of that gripe. Uh, maybe we should rename this gripe session. I think it's good to get it all out. Uh, what was the last photo you took on your phone? Oh, obviously you can't need to show it. You're gonna have to describe it. I will for the for the people that are uh, lucky enough to see such a sh- such a sight. Um, this is where I currently reside. Oh, it looks awful. It looks awful. Uh, that, that is actually the sea. That is that is. Um, in the background, we have a lit-up cathedral, um, some boats, um, just a nightscape. It's just a very humble, not rubbing it in at all, nightscape of my... Yeah, you, you know what? You, you can rub in your beautiful seascape anytime, but I bet you can't get Iron Brew there. Uh, it's okay. I have a ready supply in my car. I do keep an emergency supply of Iron Brew. No joke, in my car at all times. There's two two-litre bottles uh, plus four cans that are left over for um, hangover-related. Right, they're nice and sweaty now, aren't they? In your hot spoken, spoken like a <laughs> like a like a true Glaswegian. Uh, Lucy has been editing her pictures. She's like, I'm not talking about that one. I'm not talking about that one. What is it, Lucy? Uh, mine is actually a video, um, and it's of a, it's of my tortoise on a Scrabble board. Uh, <laughs> sorry? You have a tortoise? Uh, I, oh my god, your tortoise plays Scrabble. <gasps> Fuck me, that's like, that's amazing. He's very, he's very aggressive, and me and my sister were playing Scrabble because COVID, and, um, yeah, the, the tortoise appeared, um, and clearly... Words. You, you didn't have one before. It just it just turned up. You're like, who the fuck invited that? Home, this is a picture of a lovely, very neat, looks like a very new Scrabble board with the letters Dog, Joe, Vogue, and probably Vivid. Is that yeah? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. A, a blank one with a yeah, gift Um And then the small, clearly angry looking. Hang on. Just um. You can't you can't have Vivid. I think there's only one V in Scrabble. Just saying. No, but you've got the blank. You can use it for whatever you want. Don't get all technical. Yeah, so angry shiny tortoise looks like it's just been polished. Yeah, okay, that was good. That was good. He just really screaming throughout the house, so sometimes he just turns up. Casual. Brilliant. Um, so it's uh, talking about animals. If you could communicate with one animal, which one would you choose? Why? And what would be the first thing that you'd say to it? Um, mine would definitely be a dog, but I'm very much a dog person. <laughs> always growing up with them um, and also I would just I'd really like to know why my dog 
insists on shitting on my floor? That would be my number one question, to be honest. Like, just, why? Hey buddy, what are you doing and why'd you do it? Like, you've just been outside. You just, nowhere else. Nowhere else, just my room. Like, what are you doing? Sort it out. He hates you. Do you see? Uh, maybe pigeons. You wouldn't ever be alone. You'd never be alone. You could just always have a chat with them. COVID's really getting to me, but I'm currently in lockdown, so pigeons would be great. That is adorable. Chatting to pigeons. Okay, one word. What is creativity? Weird. Uh, Yeah, weird. It's good. These are quick fire, so it's whatever comes to your brain. Pencil, biro, or marker? Varied. Oh, I have a real problem with pencils, if I'm honest. I really don't like them. Oh, you can give Stevie D an ID then. And specifically, you know those little clicker ones? Sorry, this is... Oh, I love them. No, those are the worst things on the planet. Those, I honestly think they should be banned from the planet. I, I really don't like them. If we're, if we're going back to um, complaints, I have a massive issue with them. Steam's face right now is fuming. That's... <laughs> that is how you get yourself kicked He's thinking of ending things. Yeah. He's thinking of ending things. He's, he's on mute, but he looks like he's, yeah, he's good at that. <laughs> he's not really angry. <laughs> no, I'm not. Each to their own. Okay. Um, Lucy, did you answer that one? I can't remember. No, I would probably say uh, a biro, but specifically those softball paper mate ones. <laughs> you know? Do you know the ones? Yes. I know. We know. We know. Right. I also quite like a white pen on black paper. I think that's quite nice. Maybe a gel pen. So that 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 wasn't quite as quick as uh, I thought, but um, we might have to get might have to get really creative in the editing. That's okay. Now, welcome to a segment we like to call Power of Three. Yes, there you go. So they say two's company, three's a crowd in life, but in communication, going all the way to three is the power zone, the money shot. Go to four and you've probably overstepped the mark, ruined the party and everyone hates you. But why? Well, when it comes to pleasing the human brain, it seems like three really is the magic number. The human brain finds it relatively easy to grasp threes. It's highly likely that as a child, you learn everything in threes. A, B, C, one, two, three, three blind mice, three musketeers, Huey, Dewey and Louie, Alvin and Chipmunks, Alvin, Simon and Theodore. Uh, Stories have a beginning, middle and end. Hollywood screenwriters traditionally write in a three-act structure. Information presented in groups of three sticks in our heads better than any other clusters of items. For example, blood, sweat and tears, location, location, location. And my personal favourite, Father, Son and the Holy Spirit, which I think was a Led Zeppelin album from 79. But anyway, here we hand over our airwaves to our guests, an opportunity for them to share three projects, passions, hobbies, ideas, if you will. One minute per item, three minutes in total. No more, no less, no exceptions. After 60 seconds, you'll hear this sound. Next! Meaning you must move on. When your three minutes is up, you'll hear this sound. Shut it! Meaning your time is up. Time now, then, to hand over to our referee and timekeeper, Miss Stephanie Tyler. Charlotte. Lucy, I gave you your instructions in the dressing room. Remember, protect yourself. Let's have a clean fight. No hits below the belt. And above all, obey my command at all times. You have three minutes. Your first minute starts now. Uh, our first idea 
is our most recent idea, which was for the Student Art Pass. Um, so the Student Art Pass currently allows students access to museums and galleries across the UK for just £5 a year. Uh, but when passes have to be purchased between September and December and the locations are all closed due to the pandemic, we thought, how can you expect students to pay for something that they won't see the benefit of until the new year? So we made the art passport. So we're using Animal Crossing, which is a digital audience that students are already active in, to host all of the museums and galleries in a way that is fully interactive. So it can be accessed anywhere at any time, alone or with others. It provides a way to explore culture and also make new friends from the comfort of their own student flats. I think I've actually gone under time. Next! So we've already touched on this a little bit already, but um, it's a topic that people are too scared to talk about. It's all around um, fem- female sexual pleasure um, and normalising it. So people don't really know what normal should look or feel like um, and people are comfortable and familiar with the male sexual pleasure and we're very much exposed to penises from a young age. So we have created I. So by simplifying the vulva in the same way that the penis has been done, we aim to give females the confidence to embrace what is normal to them. So in case you didn't hear us talk about it earlier, our whole project is around am I normal? Um, and the I is in two little, two little brackets at each side, whatever brackets your heart desires. Next! Um, our next point is actually more about I, which ironically was one of the names we nearly went for instead of Am I Normal. Um, we were just saying that it's become our passion project um, and that alongside trying to find creative roles, we're developing an Instagram page for Am I Normal and also a website. And we hope to destigmatize uh, pleasure, especially for women, um, and just make everyone know that their normal is probably someone else's normal too. And even if it's not, that's fine. Everyone has a different normal. Um, yeah, as Lucy said, this has very much become our um, project that our heart and soul goes into constantly. And we're currently in talks of ways that we can get this off the ground and up and rolling. Is that right, Is that right phrase? That's, that's what I'm going with. So if you see any eyes anywhere, then they were by us. And if you haven't seen any eyes anywhere, please start sticking them up all over the place, drawing them on walls, whatever you fancy. Shut it! Amazing. Done. Dusted. Perfect. That was great, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. So uh, now moving on swiftly, uh, we just have a little bit of housework before we uh, finish the show. Um, Do our guests have any questions for us or last remarks, pebbles of wisdom, advice to other graduates, uh, or perhaps one last plug to our listeners? You Happily, you have the floor. Is there anything else you'd like to ask or say? Me and Lucy are definitely, or Lucy and I, are definitely not the pearls of wisdom or in any way know what we're doing. Um, but if anyone wants to reach out to us, like they are more than welcome. Um, we're nice. We talk a little bit too much, which you've probably realised. But um, we're honestly here to help everyone or anyone, however we can. Um, so, yeah, just give us a shout if you if you need anything. And, and how would someone shout? Yeah, how, how, would, how would someone contact you? They just go, yeah, uh, uh, Charlotte, Lucy. Or, or who, by the way, who, who's Lydia? Who's, who's Lydia? Uh, no, um, uh, if, if you want them to shout to you, uh, how, how could they get in touch with you? 
Um, our website is currently still very much under development as we are a new team. Um, but you can find me as Lucy on lucydonna.com and all of my links will be there. And Charlotte. You can find me on sarcasmandsnacks.com. Don't ask about the name. I, I paid for a three-year subscription, so I am stuck with it. Thank you. But expect another website very soon. And we're pretty chatty and friendly. And as mentioned earlier, constantly on LinkedIn. So go wild. Give us a message. We'll be able to get rid of it. So this is our final segment, uh, one we like to call In Conclusion. I think we've all learned a valuable lesson here today on this show. Don't do a podcast with Steve. Stephanie maybe, but Steve, not so much. Uh, In the immortal wisdom and words of Mr. Fred Rogers, it's such a good feeling to know you're alive. It's such a happy feeling. You're growing inside. And when you wake up, ready to say, I think I'll make a snappy new day. It's such a good feeling. A very good feeling. The feeling you know that I'll be back when the day is new and I'll have more ideas for you and you'll have things you'd want to ask and I will too. That's our show. Uh, Thanks to Charlotte Alford and Lucy Donner, uh, to my co-host and uh, uh, furniture mover Stephanie Tyler. Thank you very much and to Uh, To Matt Ballantyne for his patience, advice and help in producing this podcast. I think it'll catch on. Uh, last but not least, to you, our listeners, and uh, you over there. Yes, you over there, our future sponsor. We thank you very much in advance. Uh, catch this and more episodes on our website once we've built it. Shoutouttohelpout.org. If you would like to be a guest, you can email us at team at shoutouttohelpout.org. Be safe, be well, be gone. Bye-bye. Shout out! To help out. Shut it!